Well, listen, I, I want to I share a word today with you that I, I believe God put on my heart, and I just entitled this, When Bad Things Happen to Good People. I got a phone call early in the week from a brother that uh, his wife's been battling cancer, and the reality of all that is, unless God gives him a miracle, she's going to go home to be with the Lord. And they've walked with God many years. They they were here in family life as singles years ago. They've got five children, and they're just in a big battle right now. And uh, while I, after I had a conversation with him on the phone, you know, I was just spending time with the Lord, and the Lord just began sharing some of this with me on how you and I as Christians, some, some things that, that we need to know when we have to walk through bad times. And, um, and so let's pray. I just, I just want God's spirit to touch hearts today because I know that we can be battling those things. It's not uncommon for the body of Christ. Father God, we thank you for your word today. I just thank you, Holy Spirit, even now for preparing this atmosphere, oh God, that hearts will be touched and healed and set free. Father, I thank you for your grace over us today, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I want to start today in John chapter 9, if you've got your Bibles with you or your phone or whatever, and you want to turn turn there or poke there, John chapter 9, verses 1 through 3. I want to begin by reading that scripture today. Thank you, Lord. John 9, verse uh, 3 says, Now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents? that he was born blind. And Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sin, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. Now, no doubt, as you and I walk through this life, there, there are things that exist that we simply can't explain. And there are things that will happen or that are happening that we simply will not understand. And, and you know, if you've walk with the Lord, even as a Christian, you know, I remember, you know, when I first got saved, I thought, hey, man, this is great. You know, this Christians, nothing ever happens to them. And, you know, the world is is great and rosy. And, you know, the wheels are always on the wagon and nothing, you know, ever goes bad. You know, I, it didn't take long to find out that's not the case. Because, you know, the scripture says it rains on the just and the unjust. And there's just things happen. But, you know, sometimes as Christians, that can really throw us for a loop because we go, wow, why are these things happening, you know, to Christian? Why does that stuff go on? And, you know, in this scripture in John chapter 9, the disciples are really asking why this happened. They're not dealing with what do you do when it happened. They're asking why did this happen? And, I, and I'll tell you, just in, you know, 34 years of walking with the Lord, I found that question why. You can chase your tail on that one a long time and you'll never have an answer. And there's just some things about that that you and I just have to take by faith and we have to trust God. And I want to talk about that process. You know, how do we process those things? You know, when things go wrong, when things go bad like that, you know, and uh, we can look around and, and there, there's people that we know that we would say that they're good people and that they're serving God. And, and yet there are things that have happened or things that are happening uh, in their life and that... Uh, that we just don't, we just don't understand. It just doesn't seem fair that those things going on. You know what I'm talking about? You ever been there? You know, a, a wife that loses her husband in a tragic accident, you know, just recently offshore. There was a fire and there's a couple of guys got killed. So wow. 
You know, what do you do with that? You know, or a husband who's struggling because his wife's got cancer and, and if, if God didn't intervene, you know, him and his kids are going to be left without a wife and a mother. You know, those are tough things. And we look at that and how do we handle that, you know? And, um, you know, we know that bad things happen to good people. And, you know, and bad things can happen to God's people, right? We can take one of those O's out of there. Bad things can happen to God's people. And how do we deal with that? I mean, how do we process that? And how do we walk through that and remain healthy spiritually? I think God's given us some things that we can look at. And so, you know, when those things happen, as I said, I believe there's some basic things that we can know that will help to keep us anchored and to see us through those hard times. And I want to read another scripture in Psalm 27. Verse beginning in verse one, it says this, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me in this, I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And we look at that scripture and, you know, just starting in verse 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. He is the strength of my life. He's the source of life. And, you know, just in in a quick moment, you and I can sit here and think, remember what life was like before you knew the Lord. And and now, what's the difference? Man, he's the light. He's the strength. He's your source of life, you know. And, Lord, he's the one. He's the place that I go. He's that rock that I can go to no matter what goes on in my life. Whenever something bad comes down, I can always go to my rock. There's a place in him, that secret place that you and I can go to find what we need to get us through whatever there is that went on in life. And so the first thing that I have to know is this, is that God is on my side. Number one, God is on my side. And and I'll tell you, brothers and sisters, you know, the enemy will be right there when we go through things to remind us of what we did wrong, the mistakes we may have made to try to convince us that God is not on my side. As if I need to earn it or deserve it. I can't. You can't. I can't. I can't earn it. I can't deserve it. I just got to know that by his grace, he's on my side. He so wanted to be on my side that he was willing to send his son to the cross to shed his blood to pay for my mistakes, my iniquities, my sin, so that the wall that was between me and God could be torn down. How about you? That's a great thing. That's a great thing, knowing that there's nothing there between me and God. And besides that, is that God wants that, that he wants that. Just as when he created Adam and Eve and placed them in the garden, what did God want? He wanted fellowship. He wanted fellowship with, with Adam. He wants the same thing today with you and I. He wants that relationship. He wants fellowship. The most basic of things that I have to settle is that the Lord is on my side, that he's on your side. He is for me. And he's not against me. I have to know that all he did, that he created you and I for himself, and that the rest of creation he created for you and I, that we would be blessed. Listen, that's it. I mean, that might sound real simple. But you and I were created for him. That's scripture, y'all. But you know what? Everything else, all of God's creation 
What did he say? He said, go and have dominion. Go and have dominion over it. And I'm giving this to you. This is what I want you to have. God is for me. God is on my side, okay? As we walk with him and we build a relationship with him and we keep our hearts turned toward him, his desire is to provide for us, to care for us, to bless us beyond all that we could ask or think. Now, you know, the number one thing that will short-circuit that is what's right here. That's I'm telling you, it's right there. It's right there. But he is on our side. He is on our side. You know, uh, you know how it is that you, you come into a, a worship service, into a church service sometimes, and as Brother Rob mentioned, man, you know, sometimes Brother Todd doesn't even get to preach. Why? The Holy Ghost showed up, man, there's that flow of the Spirit, man, and, and boy, he just taps right into that, and woo, here it goes. We may end up with worship music for the whole time or, you know, praying for folks or just whatever, but there's that flow. That flow, when the Holy Spirit just comes and just brings it down the road, and more hearts will get touched and blessed. You know what? There is a flow of the Holy Spirit that should be in each of our lives. We should be flowing with that. And you know, when I'm in the flow and those bumps and bangs that come along the way, it doesn't matter. I'm in the flow. I'm just going with what God has for for my life. You know, the plan, the purpose, everything that he's got, I'm just flowing with that. Boy, it's a great thing. Why? It's bringing me somewhere Life is not stale. You know, uh, I can remember going through periods of time in my walk with the Lord where went through some times that were like, you know, we say, man, I'm going through a dry time. And I've learned a few things about that. Like, like one thing, you know, like if, uh, if when I'm going through a, uh, a good time, if I will get greedy and just feed on as much as I can spiritually, I've found that the dry times don't come near as much. Or they might not be near as dry. But, but you know, I realize that a lot of times what will happen is that, boy, when, when the, man, the Spirit of God is flowing and, man, we're just, whoo, we're just living on that and we're, we're going with the flow. And it's real easy to kind of back off or slip off and quit pressing into the things of God. And the next thing you know, the river starts drying up a little bit. Then you, you start bumping on some of the rocks in the bottom of the stream, you know. Boy, and you get with it again. You start chasing after God again. You know what? I think that we can stay up there. Let the river be full and stay in the flow. That's what he's got. He's got that flow. And we can flow in that because that's life. The Spirit of God is life to you and I. Again, just think back. Before you knew God, now you know God. How different life is. There's a life. There's a flow about that. That spiritual flow, no matter what comes my way, we can survive it. We can survive it when we're going with the flow. He's on my side, whether in victory or in correction, he's for me. I want to say that again. He's on my side, whether in victory or correction, he's for me. Because you know what? Sometimes there needs to be a little correction going on up in here. That, you know, when we go, sometimes the reason we kind of falling out of the flow a little bit because I need some correction. And whatever God's doing in my life, it will ultimately lead me to victory. But along the way, there's probably going to be some correction. Why? He's perfect, I'm not. He's perfect and I'm not. And so I need to allow him to do that. And I need to be open to that. To let God bring some correction into my life. He's on my side. But A, point A, I won't understand everything. I won't understand everything. When I'm going through that, when I'm going through a bad time, I'm going through a hard time. 
Don't expect to understand everything that God might be doing. But listen, just because I don't understand it doesn't mean that God's not for me. Because, you know, I, I found that if sometimes if God lets me know a little bit too much what's going to happen, I'm going to end up putting my finger in the middle of it and messing it up. So, so sometimes he just needs to protect me by keeping me a little bit in the darkness about what he's doing so that I don't get too involved in it and try to help him out. We've probably all been there a time or two, and we know the end result of that. But I won't understand everything. I just need to be let God be God. But if I'm open to him, if I'm open to let God bring me through that in the flow, I tell you what, you will end up in a place of peace. You might not understand it. You might not know what all God did, but I'm telling you, he'll bring you to that place of peace. And then B, I can't allow my thoughts to make God my enemy. When I'm going through a hard time, man, I'm telling you, you got to be careful because number one, we know that, that the devil is going to be there, you know, just throwing these thoughts at you. Like, you know, if God really cared for you, you wouldn't be here in the first place. You know, just on and on. Those vain imaginations that the Bible talks about. And if we're not careful what's happening, the next thing you know, we'll slowly build up this thing where like God becomes my enemy. And we'll end up in a place where we'll go, you know, I can't believe God let that happen. If, you know, if God was really a God of love, that would have never took place. And, you know, we just get... Man, we can't go there. We have to know that God is on our side no matter what, no matter what. He's the one. He's the strength of my life. You know, him, he's the one. If I, if I can keep those vain imaginations and keep those thoughts that come and just cast them down to the ground and keep my relationship open to him, then he's going to bring me through that and he'll remain the strength of my life. That secret place, I'll be able to go into that place and find the strength that I need to get through what I'm going through. You know, I can't buy into the lie that either he has forgotten about me or that he's simply not going to see me through. And so point number two is that I have to know that no matter what, he's going to bring me through. No matter what, he's going to bring me through. God is faithful. He's faithful. You know the scripture, Philippians 1 and verse 6. You know, we, we know this very common. Um, it says, being confident. Of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in me will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. No matter what, he's going to bring me through. See, if he doesn't bring me through, he can't complete the work. So I got to be confident of that, that he's going to bring me through. And when he's bringing me through, he's going to be doing the work, okay? What I'm going through is going to help him to complete the work that must be done in me for what lies ahead. You want to go on with Jesus? You want to go on with God? You know, you want, I'm telling you, you know, what we have done so far, we've just scratched the surface. We've just scratched. There's bigger and better ahead, y'all. He's got more. He's got more for us. You know, if you want to just plug in and say, God, just use me. Just use me, God. I want to be in the flow. Whatever it is you've got for me, Lord, there's more there. He's got that. And we can just plug in and let him prepare us to be a part of that. And so, A, you know, he's going to do it his way. No matter what, he's going to bring me through, but he's going to do it his way. In, in Psalm 18 and verse 30, it says this, As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust him. Now, you know, look, I, I know 
when we're going through a bad time of life because of the the emotional pressure that we may be under and all that, I'm telling you, you can identify with this. I know sometimes it's just really tough to like hear from God. It's like, man, you're like, Lord, what is going on here? And, you know, we can get so uh, underneath that thing that, man, it's like we can't hear from God. We don't know. We're afraid to make a mistake, to make a decision. Can I say to you that God is a shield? He's a shield. He will protect you. You know, man, when he's a shield, he he's protecting That's That's protection. That's protection. And that's what it is when we trust in him. It's like, Lord, I'm not sure I'm supposed to go here or there or do this or that or whatever, but I'm trusting you, God, because you're my shield. You're going to stop me from making a mistake. But we have to be open. We have to be open and let him do it his way because his way is perfect. He knows what he's doing and everything is going to be all right. Everything is going to be all right. Can we trust him with total abandon? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm talking like, God, I'm putting all my eggs in your basket. I'm trusting you, God. I can't see past this thing in my life. I don't know how it could turn out good. I have no idea. But, Lord, I'm just surrendering to you. You're my light and my salvation. You're the strength of my life. You're my shield, and I'm choosing to trust you. Lord, you're faithful. You're faithful. And B, I must be open to the changes that it may bring in life. You know, I think one of the, one of the toughest things for us when we go through bad times is to get out of the box that we typically live in. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I mean, let's face it, we all have a box, okay? And some of us, our boxes are really neat and everything's in order. And that's good to live in a neat box, but sometimes it's so nice we don't want to leave it. And some of our boxes are just all messy and everything, but, you know, that's home. That's where we live. But, you know, for us to go on and grow with God, sometimes we, God's got to get us out of the box. He's got to get us out of that box. And when we're talking about just surrendering with total abandon to God, that's being willing to let God tear up my box. You stay in a box too long, man, it starts smelling. It gets stinky. And we got to change. We, we just got to be open and let God do that. We've got to be willing to let God do that, to take us and move us on. I must be willing to allow him to make those changes. If I'm going to stay in the flow of the Holy Spirit in my life, that the one that's taken me somewhere, I can't dig in and not be open to change. I can't. I've got to be willing to go with the flow. That flow is life. It, it's what God has for me. It's that, that preordained blueprint of my life that God has. You know, it's like, it's like there's a canvas and God's painting the picture of each of our lives on that canvas. And one day, you know, when we get to the end, we're going to be able to look back and look at the picture. When I get there, y'all, I want to, I want to be able to enjoy the picture. And I, I know that there's going to be some real colorful paint. You know, it's going to be the times of joy and happiness and all of that. But you know what? I know that there's going to be some dark colors involved in that picture, that there's going to be some hard times and some sad times and all of that stuff. But it's, it's painting a picture. But I have to be willing to go with God so that when the paint completes the picture on that canvas, I'm not going to be ashamed at the end of it. But what stops us sometimes? I think usually it's fear. 
It's fear. You know, whether we're not at a point to where we're able to, you know, like I said, just totally abandon our, our whatevers and let go and just, just let God, God, I'm at your mercy here. Just do, I'm, I'm trusting you to do whatever. That fear, that'll hold us back. But you know what? When it comes to that, if we're dealing with the fear, we need to see point one. God's on my side. And then point two, he's going to bring you through. We got to know that. We got to know that. And you know, I, I know there's, there's always that kind of like that first time. You know, you get to that first place. I know many of you have been there already where you go, oh man, can I trust God like with this much of me? You know what I'm saying? Like, like I trusted him with this. I trusted him with that. Maybe now it's one of your children. Maybe now it's something else or whatever. It's like, oh, can I trust God with that much? Just try him out. Just try him out. Try him out. There's no other good answer. There's just no other good answer. He's on my side. He's going to see me through. He's going to see me through. Through. So, so of the paint that, that will be colorful and joyful and some that's going to be dark, that the end of it, that overall is going to brighten. My circumstances are going to be brightened. Why? Because I'm looking to God. He's my shield. He's my light. He's my salvation. He's my protector. He's my deliverer. And so point number three is this. I have to know that whatever the loss, there's always a positive. There's always a positive in there. You know that scripture in Romans 8, verse 28, that says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. No matter what it looks like now, today, whatever you might be dealing with, it doesn't matter. No matter what it looks like now, in the end, there's a good. Now, I know that, you know, we could probably very easily argue with that statement. You know, you think about, you know, this morning at 726, Colby lost her dad. So what's down the road beyond that? I'm telling you, with that event in Colby's life, there will be something that God will pluck out of that. It'll be gold in her life. It'll be gold. That's just what God can do, man. And, and why do, how do we get the goal? We trust him. We trust him. Because if we take the other road, man, most times we overlook the goal. We pass it by. We miss it. Because we're not. We haven't looked to God. And you might say, but what about? I understand. I understand. But when we look to God, I'm telling you, there's some good in there that he will bring up that will overshadow the whole thing. So, A, the positive is always tied to God's purpose first and to my benefit second. And that's a key statement. It's always tied to God's benefit first and my benefit second. There's always a bigger picture that I have to look up to see. I have to. And if I don't look up toward the Lord, I'm, not, I'm never going to see that. I've got to look up and see, Lord, what's the bigger picture? Brothers and sisters, and I know, you know, when we go through a loss, especially we lose a loved one. One in the last five years, I lost my mom and my dad. How do you deal with that? You look to God. He's the one in control. He's the one in control. And I'm telling you, you look up and you're going to find the goal. There's gold buried in them heavens, okay? You look up to see it. And B, I have to look past what's in it for me to see it because it's higher than that. If I'm looking down here like what's in this thing for me, I'll never see it because I won't look up. I'm looking at me. I'm looking at, at my circumstances. And the focus has to go beyond that. If the focus is on me, 
then the world is a lot smaller and a lot weightier. You know what I'm talking about. Man, if you ever get really down, like really down, go look for somebody to help. Go look for somebody that you could pour some of your life into and watch what God will do to you. Man, turn that thing around. Turn that thing around. And so point number four is I have to know that the closer I walk with him or to him, the lighter the burden. The closer I walk to him, the lighter the burden. Romans 8, verses 5 and 6 said, says, For those who live according to the flesh sets their minds on the things of the flesh. That's me. But those who live according to the Spirit going after the things of God. Okay? The things of the Spirit. Those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be cornerly minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. we got death. We got life and peace. We take this one over here every time. Every time. Let's take the life and peace. You know, sometimes it's good just to take personal inventory, kind of where we are, you know, because it's so easy. You know, life can come at you really fast sometimes. And sometimes, man, it hits real hard. It's not the speed, it's some sudden stops. It's what happens there, okay? And we, we look, you know, we look at life when we were not close to God, <clears throat> excuse me, and you think back. And consider that, you know, when we're not close to God, you know, even not being obedient to God or, or even in sin, it's not fun. That's not fun. It's not fun at all. Or when life is close, when we're close to God, when we're walking with him, when we're seeking him, you know, in, in, in obedience, there's peace and there's joy and there's contentment. That's what God wants for us. You know, um, this past Wednesday, we're doing a men's class down at the at the parish jail at LPCC, and I got to talking to one of the guys that's in the class after, and, and he was telling me that uh, a few months ago, he and his wife got saved, They're, you know, living a pretty rough life, and they got saved down at Bobby, Brother Bobby Richard's church, and they went to an encounter retreat, and, man, God was moving their life, and you know what happened, man? Whoo, man, they were soaring like the eagles, man. They were soaring up there. But, you know, they didn't stay after that, and in a short time, they came in for landing. And there's nothing more miserable than an eagle walking on the ground. You know what I'm saying? You know, once you taste it and you've soared with the eagles, man, you, I'm sorry you messed up. Cause if you, if you're going to try to walk on the ground with the chickens and the turkeys and the other ones that do that, it ain't fun. It's not fun. Okay. God created us to soar, man. But you know what his story, he said, he said, you know what? He said, I came in for a landing. And he said, I let that stuff come on me. He said, the next thing I know is like I was fighting a battle from five, from five sides. He said, the devil was coming at me from five different sides. And he said, I just caved in and here I am in LPCC. Whoo. What? What? Man, we gotta be, we gotta be open. Why? Because God wants to fight those battles, the ones on the inside. I know there's battles out there on the outside, but I'm going to tell you one of the biggest ones and the biggest victories are the ones on the inside. When we get a hold of that, man, we can sleep in the boat, even when the storm's going on. Okay, we need to deal with those on the inside, you know, those strongholds in our life. You know, the things that I do that I shouldn't do. You know, Brother Rob was sharing like that, man. You know what? You know the difference between now, Rob? Man, the strongholds are gone, brother. The battle, he fought the battle on the inside. And so now he's got victory on the outside. Why? Because the devil can't come mess him up now. 
Man, that other brother, man, he just got overwhelmed with that. The battle was so tough. Why? He failed on the inside. We got to deal with that. Insecurities, you know, uh, you know, fear of acceptance and all that sort of stuff. Brothers, if we don't deal with that, and sisters, if we don't deal with that, guess what? Boy, it'll weaken us. Those battles on the inside. You know, unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. God to me and me to me. You know, the me to me, unforgiveness can be a big deal where we can't forgive ourselves for stuff we've done, mistakes we've made, and all of that. We need to deal with those battles on the inside. And then there will be peace on the outside. Why? Because we're strong in the Lord. He wants to see us through. And B, I have a choice in yokes. I have a choice in yokes. Those yokes, you know, the closer we walk with him and uh, the lighter the burden when we're going through those hard times, you know, uh, you know, you know that scripture in Matthew 11, verse 29 and 30, where Jesus said this. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And you know, a lot of times I know we'll talk about, you know, taking on the, your, the Lord's yoke and all that. But, you know, it's really interesting how Jesus said that. He says, Take the yoke, but he says, and learn from me, for I'm gentle and I'm humble of heart. You know, some of us are our own harsh taskmasters. We're our own harsh taskmasters when it comes to getting past our mistakes and forgiving ourselves for what we've done. You know, I'd never done this before, but Friday morning at 5 o'clock, I was down there at Sam's lined up with a couple of hundred other people. They had 64 in front of me, and by the time the doors opened at 7, there was probably another 200 behind me. But I got one of those 96-cent cell phones. You know, and I don't know, I know Brother Derek might be in here, and he knows all about that. And it may not be like the latest, but, you know, it's one of the latest and all that. And, you know, it's really neat because you can make a phone call with that thing. But, you know, it'll do a whole lot of other stuff. But you know what? If I don't know what it'll do, then it's just a telephone. Now, I could probably take that thing and give it to my 10-year-old granddaughter for a couple hours, and she can tell me all about it. But for me, man, I got to go, I got to get on the learning curve big time, okay? Well, you see, that same principle there, that phone will do all kind of stuff. It's incredible what that thing will do. But you know what? We can pick up that yoke just like I picked up that cell phone, and if I don't learn about that, guess what? It's just another yoke. Man, you know... That Samsung S3 can be a old Nokia or whatever that just makes a phone call. If I don't know the difference. But see, Jesus said, come and learn of me because my yoke is easy and my burden's light. And he said, you find rest for your souls. Rest for your souls. Man, he'll take me through. When I'm going through a bad time, the closer I walk to him, the lighter the burden's going to be. Because I'm going to learn about him. I'm going to learn about what he has for me, what he wants to do in my life. I'm not just learning from him. I'm learning of him. And he's gentle and he's humble of heart. And, you know, he won't leave us, um, uh, leave us mentally and emotionally living in our mistakes, but he'll gently lead us out. You know, you know, we do the, the inner healing classes. I know many of you have taken that sort of stuff. You know, that's what's all that's about. It's about leading us out of those mental and emotional places we've been because of the bangs and the bruises of life. It's about leading us out of that. 
So that, man, we're not feeling like we're living back in that stuff. Like even subconsciously, you know, we have this concept of who we are and it's not at all what God made us. Why? Because he needs to lead us out and then put that easy yoke on us. Like, man, all right, I'm free. Freedom's good. Freedom's good, man, just to be able to go with the Lord and just flow and move and let him work in our lives and let him use us. Freedom is great. It's just really great. He won't leave us there. The closer we walk to him, the lighter the burden, the lighter the burden. And so when one of those bad times come in life, if I'm light, you know what? I can handle that load. But man, if I'm already loaded up and one of those come, guess what? Guess what? It's not good. It's not good. And so even in times of great loss, my relationship to the Lord makes all the difference, okay? So point number five is this. I have to know that even if all is lost, I still have him. I still have him even if all is lost. That's real light. That's real light. You ever have a personal 911? You know, like when everything comes crashing down. You know, September 11, 2001, <clears throat> two Boeing 767s, they hold about 24,000 gallons of fuel, fully loaded. Fully loaded, they weigh about 400,000 pounds. Doing about 500 miles an hour, man, it tear up some stuff. We saw what it did. It took those two buildings down. Man, nothing but rubble. Nothing but rubble. You know, and it wasn't just the rubble of the buildings but the lives, the destruction in the lives of the men and women that was lost that day and what it did to the families of those people, man. Destruction. We're talking about destruction. But, you know, uh, I don't remember all the uh, specific details, but, you know, the Navy just commissioned a ship. They took so many tons of that steel out of that came out of them buildings and they built that ship with part of it. Something came out. When you and I go through those times of life when it looks like massive total destruction in life, you know what? We need to turn loose of everything. Let go of everything and take back only what he gives. Just let go. I'm telling you, it's a great time, man, to get light. It's a great time. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. But it's a great time to get light and let God bust up that box that we've been in and let him make a new one. Let him make a new one. You know, one of the great things, I, I know I've said this before, one of the great things I think about God is, man, you can always start over. And you can always start over. And I know that we can't just walk away from messes we make. I know there's a responsibility, but you know what I mean. We can make a decision. I can start over because God is for me. He's for me. And I have him. Even if all else is lost, I still have him. And so I let go of everything and take back only what he gives me. And if I don't, if I don't, it'll lead to frustration and freedom. I mean, I'm sorry, frustration and bitterness. Letting go is freedom. But if I try to hold on to the stuff that's crumbled around me, frustration lead to bitterness. And B, I have to let God fill the void. Fill the, God, fill the void with God because he improves everything. Listen, whether it's a life, a city, a state, a nation, you put God in it, it's coming up. It's coming up. I mean, God is life, y'all. Man, you put God in the middle of it. Watch what's going to happen. It's coming up. It's going to get better. And the more you put, the better it gets. It just gets better and better and better because God's on our side. He's concerned about where I'm at. He's going to see me through. He's faithful. And my final point is this. 
There's always hope in Him. He's the God of hope. There's always hope in Him. Whether we're feeling like we're at a place of just total loss, like life has just crumbled down to nothing, or whether it's just some area of life, and you may have something like that, just an area of life that you wish that you could just start over. We have that opportunity. We have that opportunity. I just feel like God wants to give that invitation that we have the opportunity to start over. You know, if we keep taking the same road that we've always taken, we're going to keep arriving at the same destination. I mean, Johnson Street will take you to Abbeville and then, you know, that ain't changing. Okay. And whatever, you know, is going on in your life and you're getting frustrated of some area of life and you go, man, I just keep arriving at the same place. Get on a different road. Take a different road. Take a different road. But go to God and ask him, Lord, would you just tear up this box and give me a new map? Bring me someplace different, God, because I'm not satisfied with where I am. And so how do we do that? How do we we just start over in that area of life? I want to close with that. Why don't you stand with me because we're going to pray. You know, uh, the first thing that you and I have to do is we have to be open and we've got to commit it to God. Whatever that place may be in your life, even if it's the whole the whole thing, okay? All of life, but whatever. We have to commit it to God. Let him take over. Just let him take over. We have to be willing to let go. Pray and ask him for direction. I'm not talking about in the next two or three minutes that I'm going to pray up here. I'm talking about like go get before God and 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 pray and Lord, show me. What's it going to take? Is, is he going to answer me today? I don't know. He might answer you today, tomorrow. It may take two weeks, but what's it worth? You know, what's it worth to get past where someplace in life that we're stuck, that God can bring us beyond that? Just let him take over, pray for direction, and then get out of the old box and look for the new. you got to be willing to do that. But, you know, I know we have to get past our fears to do that, to let God, you know, bring us to something into something totally different from where we've been. You know, if you're struggling in a relationship, what we need to ask God, what's my part? You know, like the old saying, takes two to tango, takes two to fight. Well, so, I don't know, I found times I'd fight with myself, but, but you know what I mean, you know? Like if you're struggling in a relationship, Lord, what's my part? I tell you what, if we act like Jesus, there's no fight. Okay, it's over. And, and if I'm dealing with a bad situation, whatever it might be, Lord, what's the doorway out of this thing? What's the doorway out? You know, and, and that getting to that doorway may be a path that's got curves and turns and 90s and whatever, and you can't see the door when you start out. You can't even see what's around the next bend. But you know what? He's on your side. Trust him. He's going to bring you out of that. There's a door. There's a doorway out of whatever it is. And if you're stuck in one of life's pits, ever been there? You know what usually the problem is? We're down there in the pit and we're holding on to stuff so that we, we can't climb out. You know, sometimes when you're down in the pit, man, you got to be willing to get some dirt under your fingernails and claw your way up the sides. But you got to turn it loose with what your hand's full of so you can climb out. And, you know, I tell you what, you know, in our hearts, sometimes we hold on to stuff that keeps us in the pit. And we just need to make up our minds. I'm letting go. I'm climbing out of this pit because I'm going to find out what God's got for me. Because if I get a hold of what's not for me, it's going to be bad anyhow. So I might as well get out of here. Let God give me something better. You got to turn loose of it and let him take you out of the pit. 
Let's pray together. Thank you, Lord. Father, Lord, we thank you for your word. You are the God of all hope. You're on our side. Lord, you've got something for us beyond what I can see or understand. And Lord, I just pray this morning, God, Lord, those that you are tugging at their hearts right now, you're touching them. God, the light bulb is coming on, Lord, and they're looking at some place that they can walk out of where they are in that area of life. Lord, I just thank you right now. Just release an abundance of hope and joy upon them right now, oh God, that they would have the courage and the strength of your spirit operating in their life, oh God. Draw them close to you, Father, that they would be confident and have a knowing about them that you're bringing them out, that you've got something better, oh God. And Lord, I just thank you right now for your grace and peace being released in this place in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, brothers and sisters, if you need someone to pray with you this morning, don't hesitate to come up here. Because look, I know that sometimes, man, you just need somebody to stand with you. You just need that release of that anointing upon you, man, to just bring you out of that so you can start that journey, so that you can look at the world differently from the way you've been seeing it. Amen. So just if you need prayer, come on up for that or for any other thing. Come on up and let us pray with you. We'd be glad to do that. And just be looking. Be looking. Don't settle, okay? Don't settle. Just let God bring you beyond where you're at. Come on. Crawl out of there. Crawl out of there. God's got something great and mighty for you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Listen, one final invitation. If you're here today and you've never surrendered your life to God, You know, you might not even know that there's a way that God can even get you out of where you've been because you don't even know who God is in your life. I want to invite you to come up and let somebody pray with you and bring you out of that place of life so that you can tap in to to that life, to that salvation, that He can become your shield no matter what you're going through. He's the source of your life. He wants to give you a new life. Amen. So if that's you, please come up today. Make that commitment to God. Invite him into your life and let him bring you beyond where you are. Amen. Once some altar workers come up and begin to pray with these. And so listen, go after God, okay? Let him pour out his abundant life upon you and just watch what he's going to do. Things are going to come up. They're going to come up and get better. Amen.